Hello, I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sidak. Eric Siska. And we hate movies. Welcome to the program. Thank you for tuning in. As always, welcome to another week of our SBE3. Hashtag SBE3, our summer blockbuster extravaganza. Uh, this week, we're going back into the water one more time with 1983's Jaws 3D. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, we finally made it out of that family, right? <laughs> finally got rid of that uh, Schneider clan. They're there. What are you talking oh, about? Oh, they are? Oh, yeah, that's the, the the family that exists. Wait, wait, Dennis Quaid? Dennis you, Quaid and the brother. Oh, Those are the kids. because they're recast. They're Brodies. Yeah, 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 they're a bunch of little Brodies. You know what? That's <laughs> tenuous at best, Brody connection. They hardly talk about their great sheriff pie. <laughs> They do. They have one, one little line there. Yeah, I, mean, oh, I, didn't, fair, wa- I didn't watch the movie. <laughs> I was going to say, I think you've been revealed to not watch this movie. I did watch this movie. Maybe uh, I got notes on it. <laughs> I see Angela Lansbury in your notes. Angela Lansbury isn't in this movie. Uh, yeah, Dennis Quaid is is the one brother, and then the unknown actor who's directed a lot of TV is the younger brother, who in the first movie is the one who's stuck in the lagoon on the boat, and he's crying and shit. And he gets killed in the fourth movie, he, played he, he by a gets, different actor. Yeah, he gets killed in the fourth movie. Uncle Sean. Yeah. So th- there's a surviving brother in that fourth movie, right? Yeah, it's Michael. It's Michael. Yeah, Michael. That, Dennis Quaid's character Dennis in this Quaid's movie yeah. is played by a different guy in the next movie. So he goes to SeaWorld and works, and there's a shark attack. And then he goes to the Caribbean, and there's a shark attack. And his hometown, there's a shark attack. I think that's the, correct. the third movie is proven to be a dream for some reason. Like, well, There's just no reference to it whatsoever. We talked about this on the last Jaws episode with Jaws the Revenge. They totally just forget that this movie exists. It might be a fever dream. They might have just... Washed it out of their you know memory. They, uh, Highlander three does that with Highlander two. Oh, does it really? <laughs> yeah, it's just like yep, yep, nope. I've never seen any of those Highlander sequels. <laughs> uh they're worth your time, mm-hmm. maybe. This is the to see at the end of this movie. Uh, they wake up Elaine Gary, and she wakes up in a really cold room. It's and it's because the sun, the Earth has been actually moving away from the sun the whole time. <laughs> Man, that is one of my all-time favorite Twilight Zone episodes. It's a great one. All right, so here we are, Jaws 3D. It's directed by a fella named Joe Alves, or Alves, possibly. Uh, this guy, like, it has Jaws, the franchise, in his blood. Like, he was responsible for working on the original Shark and the Spielberg flick, was some sort of production assistant on this second one. And the third one, they were like, all right, who is still hanging around? Oh, Joe's here. Hey, Joe, direct this movie. It was. Uh, it's an interesting thing before we get into the, the story here. This was conceived as a spoof movie. Uh, really? which, yeah, whichever Zanuck was still around, Daryl Zanuck maybe, it was him and another fella, and they were like, hey, wouldn't it be hilarious if there was this like Jaws spoof thing where they're trying to make a movie of Jaws, and it's just Ooh, like this ridiculous yeah. spoof thing. Uh, there was a scene where a guy playing Peter Benchley, who wrote the Jaws book, mm-hmm. is like eaten by a shark in his pool, like all this crazy fucking shit. And Spielberg said if they made that movie, he was walking away from his contract with Universal. 
And they were like, oh, oh, holy shit. All right, never mind. We'll just make it a, a regular shitty movie. <laughs> Don't worry, Stephen. We'll, we'll make a, a Jaws 3. It'll be 3D for you. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Spielberg. Oh, I'm really awfully sorry. I am. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. And then Zanuck and the other dude, because they didn't get to make their parody movie, walked away from Universal. But it's like, you shouldn't have Spielberg threatened that after this became such a bloated, useless franchise. Just stop using my movie. Like, dude, just, just really... I mean, I think, you know, there was only one sequel before this one. Yeah, but after seeing this movie, how did other people go for another bite? I, that I don't know. How Jaws the Revenge, uh, which, by the way, I, you know, we said we mentioned it, but, you know, for maximum enjoyment, there's an episode we did in last year's Blockbuster series, which is Jaws the Revenge with Mike O'Kane and, uh, you know, uh, Mario Van Peebles and whatnot. Go check that out. But yeah, I don't know how after this movie they were like, you know what, let's try one more time, maybe we'll nail it. Well, because it, the weird thing with 3D is, when, especially when you make a movie that's so 3D-centric as this one, yeah. you can almost kind of call it a wash. Well, like, we spent so much time on that 3D, let's go back to our roots, you know what I mean? I think that's kind of why that fourth movie is so incredibly boring. They're like, oh, the body count is so silly and the movie was so silly, let's make a movie about family values. And right. It's like, uh... It's so stupid. I mean, but the the other thing is this came about also because there was that ridiculous 3D boom in the 80s. And there's a crazy list of shit here. Um, Star Chaser, The Legend of Orin, which I've never heard of. Uh, Metal Storm, The Destructive of Jared Sin. Never heard of it. A lot of colons in these titles. Yeah. This movie, uh, that flick Parasite, there was an Amityville horror sequel that was in 3D. Uh, Friday the 13th Part 3D. Yep, that's totally on here. Uh, there was a flick called Coming At You, which made no bones about <laughs> coming it. Coming At You! It was literally like, here's a 3D movie and shit's fucking coming in your face. Like that's <laughs> It was the whole basis of the movie. Oh man, one for Coming At You, please. <laughs> and a couple some other shitty things. Pervert. In a fucking in a 1972 Times Square raincoat, like one for coming at you, please. And he just comes out and he's like, "I got a couple things wrong with this title. I'll tell you right now. I mean, I completed myself, which is fine, but still, <laughs> I did not promise. I didn't get what I was promised. So, all right, here we are, Jaws 3D, uh, taking place at the actual Sea World. Which, right away, if you're Sea World, like the Sea World Corporation, you've been around since the early 60s. How on Earth, are you okay with this movie being made, disgracing your name? Yeah, yeah you know, let's put we're Sea World. Let's have that synonymous with aquatic terror. <laughs> Honestly, like this is a it's a real cock up. Which what happens in this movie? I think it's a thing where it's kind of like that movie, The Internship, where like you know we're we're just going to be the background of all this. It'll be a big old commercial for us, you know, like <laughs> right. And but. You know, clearly a big old shark couldn't get into SeaWorld. I mean, I hope our audience knows that, right? <laughs> you know, a big old computer shark couldn't get into Google. Oh, no. Maybe that's what that's why the shark looks so terrible. Like, they had a great-looking shark, and SeaWorld's like, we can't do that. Well, you'll confuse people. It needs to look robotic and yeah, terrible. It has to look like absolute garbage. They fucking took this shark off of Adam West's knee, you know? Like, just that... <laughs> That's a really sweet Batman the Movie reference. Uh, yeah, the other thing is, and I'm just going to get this out of the way right now, this theory that I have running. This movie comes out in 1983, okay? I feel a young, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed Michael Crichton went to the theater and saw this movie. Because in 1990, just short seven years later, he writes Jurassic Park. And this movie is essentially Jurassic Park. And along the way through this episode... 
we'll point out you know what these things are. But ba- the main one that we can get into right now, the movie is about SeaWorld. There's a new attraction opening up that's cost a lot of money. And uh-oh, what could go wrong? A giant monster-sized animal is on the loose. Cloned from dinosaur fossils. <laughs> and then, shockingly, yeah, the, the shark was made from dino DNA. <laughs> so we got Dennis Quaid, a strapping young Dennis Quaid. We got uh, Leah Thompson in this movie, her first motion picture ever. We got Back to the Future, still a couple years off. You got your Lou Gossett Jr., everybody's favorite. Uh, Lou Gossett Jr., who, I mean, right, yeah, we can say this one right here. He is the John Hammond of this picture. He's the millionaire. He's the guy who just wants to run a big old fun theme park. He's a little less likable than John Hammond. Because at least John Hammond like kind of learns his lesson. Like, oh no, the people, the children. But <laughs> Lou Gossett Jr. just like bleeds money and he's like, fuck, this is going to cost me a fortune. Yeah, Lou Gossett Jr. doesn't seem to care that people are getting killed. He's got no emotional story about a flea circus. <laughs> he doesn't give a little girl a big tub of ice cream. You yeah, that's all of Oh, mommy, can I see the fleas? Can I see the fleas? No, mommy. There weren't any fleas. <laughs> well, I think the difference between the two fellows is one has an island. He's that rich. And the other guy's got basically a Six Flags with water. <laughs> and a Six Flags with water is exactly right. But somehow they spend, is it like $26 million on this sea lab? It's an enormous amount this of money. This sea lab is is insane this would be like half yeah like the government couldn't furnish this sea lab in 1983 or all right so so we're saying sea lab and all i can think about is that great cartoon so explain to the audience what what this seal what is what are they doing in this park well louis gossi jr has a sea lab under the water yeah, and they go down there for experiments. If you're looking for Lou Gossett Jr., you can check <laughs> under the sea. It's yeah. basically this, uh, you know, they, it's a man-made lagoon. Yeah. And Dennis Quaid is the engineer of this new attraction for this park. It's a man-made lagoon. It's got like a million gallons of water in, or something ridiculous that they say. And it's yeah, they're, they're, there's tubes, you know, there's tubular like passageways to each way, and like it's all clear. You can see everything. It's like and- you walk. The attraction is you can walk under the sea and all the mm-hmm. shit. Floats around. And there's a haunted now. house down there too. A haunted like sea boat, which has never <laughs> happened before or since. They've constructed. It's like, under the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> they've constructed like a fake pirate ship, complete with like terrifying fake skeletons. Like that's the most haunting part of this movie is seeing like creepy underwater wreckage. I got a weird thing with underwater wreckage, man. I could like there's a bunch of shit on Netflix about like sunken ships and shit like they just james cameron their way through a 48 minute documentary it is fascinating just like ocean wrecks like that so if i tell you that you're gonna go to davy jones's locker you'd be really freaked out Uh, yeah no i would one because i know there's like skeleton pirates down there (laughs) like jeffrey rush and shit i saw that movie (laughs) this also by the way there's a thing in this movie that i find really appealing and i you know I've, i've discussed this on the show before the idea of like my alternate universe life and timeline and what that is and one of them I discussed uh, uh, with that ski flick we did there. Ski school? No. Uh, Aspen uh, Extreme. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, my idea of like being this like, you know, DJ in a ski town, like that kind of a thing. Oh, yeah. Another thing is working at like a seasonal resort town where you just have like kind of a cool job where you're out on the water all day and then you just go get shit hammered at like the local bar down the road. Right. Totally would love that. Every day is summer. And oh, then, yeah. And then in the winter, you're begging for change. <laughs> 
Oh, man, I can't wait for the sweet times of summer. I swear to God, you know, it's only April. I will still suck your dick. <laughs> Please let me inside. I got to save up for that cold winter coming. Got to put on that layer of fat. It's like so I could survive <laughs> to open a day of SeaWorld. <laughs> Lord, I wish SeaWorld was an indoor park someday. Oh, man, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to rob a convenience store. I'll go away for eight months. <laughs> They'll put me in. I'll get some nice government food, and I'll come out just for the start of SeaWorld season. <laughs> I, I, actually, the funny enough, in, in, in high school, uh, uh, one of my teachers told the story about uh, about I guess this mischievous bum. That, <laughs> it's that, the best kind of bum, honestly, because well, you know New York is it tends to be cold in the winter. So the bum would like live out in in the summertime. He'd be happy, you know, live off the, the land, so to speak, or the, the populace. Yeah, eating and, out of the garbage, you know, living off the land. Right, but then. Every, like, right when it starts to get cold, like in late, late November, every time he would throw a brick through this one guy's window, <laughs> and every year it's the same shopkeep that's like, come on! And he'd get arrested? And get yeah, arrested. and then he'd get three square meals and a roof over his head. Yeah. That is, that's like a, that's, that guy's got it down, I feel. That seems like my alternate timeline where I made one mistake in my life, where it's just like the one thing I didn't do right. So basically, Lou Gossett Jr. has overextended himself, and he's got, really right. got to sell some tickets this summer. And to promote it, he gets this Jacques Cousteau knockoff guy who kind of looks like Jamie Lannister. He looks a little like Jamie Lannister, but make no mistake about it, by the way, this dude and his buddy, who they may be in a relationship oh, they've, with. Oh, they're definitely in a relationship. Uh, it's the Muldoon character from Jurassic Park. This is Philip St. Ro- uh, Philip. Fitzroyce. That's a name and a half. I know. For, since we ever, since we talked about Dakota St. Croix on, one, <laughs> on, on, yeah, on Friday the 13th Part 5, that's what I kept on calling this guy that by mistake. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. no, no, no. Fitzroyce. I would have to see his ID. Like, that's not a real name. Come on. You sound like you're lying to me right now. <laughs> I kind of like F. Scott Fitzgerald, and I like Rolls Royce. <laughs> You think this guy was a grifter? He's a Don Draper, man. Yeah, he just yeah. had this, he remade himself. <laughs> like fucking Kaiser Soze looking at all the shit on the wall trying yeah. to figure out his story. Yeah, Philip, Philip Fitzroyce was in Vietnam for five days. <laughs> just swapped out someone's identity. The, the guy had a copy of The Great Gatsby in his bag, and he's like, hey, <laughs> my name is Nick Carraway. Yes, you're right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so they're trying to get this park online. They're rushing for opening day, this new thing. And there's a, there's a detail that we can't forget is that this man-made lagoon is accidentally connected to the ocean or possibly intentionally connected to the ocean. I don't, this man-made thing that they had total control over making, they decided to connect it to the ocean. To be fair, there is a rickety gate that you can open and close. <laughs> well, maybe that's for, like, the salt water. Like, let these, these fishies need their regular environments. They do send the dolphins out. And also, by the way, this is what's really bizarre is these the two dolphins and the the, the killer whale that they have – they were actual SeaWorld celebrities. Like, that killer whale is the Shamu. Sham- and mm. then the other two, the two dolphins, whatever their names Cindy are. Cindy and Sandy. Cindy and Sandy were SeaWorld attractions. And it's oh. like, how in it to Universal Pictures did, did SeaWorld decide to get? You're using your SeaWorld talent? Like, one of the dolphins' lives is, like, threatened at the end of the movie and it might be dead. Is a fan of the SeaWorld franchise being like, oh, no, is Sandy dead? 
Yeah, I think it was in their contract not to have them decimated by this show. <laughs> because honestly, that's what should have happened. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it should have happened. They're fish food. <laughs> and, I mean, the thing is... Mammal food, Do you think- Steve. Oh? No, sharks are fish, though. Dolphins are mammals. both ways, my friend. Oh, God, whatever. <laughs> the, the one thing I wonder... You think they would? They're looking for a spinoff, like just a, looking for an ABC sitcom of C- Cindy and Sandy. Like, like all right, we, they Cindy just do this, Sandy. do this horror movie really quick. It's <laughs> shitty. It's it's beneath you, but you know, get your face out there. Oh, like Flipper? Yeah, like, I think they thought it could be like the return of Flipper. Sequest DSV. <laughs> DVS SVU. Yeah, anybody watching Sequest? By the way, what's going on with that show? Is there a Stargate down there? I thought you were talking like it's out on that. Anybody catch a Sequest yet? <laughs> I don't know. Is it good? Yeah, I just was discovered a, Sequest. It was like a decade after this, and it wasn't very good. No, I saw it as a kid a little bit. I don't remember. Shatner was on a little bit of that. Wasn't Roy Scheider was I, all over that show. Oh, that's I, that's why I might yes, be thinking. But of. I think Shatner might have had like a three episode arc. At was he wearing a Tech War T shirt? <laughs> I think he might have been. And then that was Jonathan Brandis. That's yeah. right. R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah. R. I. P., yeah. <laughs> one uh, thing, yeah. One thing about Lou Gossett Jr. The credits, the opening credits. You know, it's Jaws 3D. The it's always weird when this happens when you say, and Louis Gossett Jr. as Calvin Bruchard. Right. Like, you know who Calvin Bruchard is before the movie starts? Like, I hate that. It, it makes sense. It's like, and wait, wait. Dan Aykroyd as, like, you know, Fatty Richard Arbuckle. Nixon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> kind of the same. <laughs> we would not win on passwords. <laughs> They're both crooks, right? <laughs> Fatty Arbuckle stole that woman's life. I heard he was, yeah, very terrible in real life, although funny on screen. <laughs> I saw they're finally going to try to make that movie again that Farley was supposed to do mm. with um, Eric Stone Street from Modern Family. Oh, that's, that might that's be pretty good, good right? That's a good, certainly better than Will Sasso. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he already ruined one obese comedy legend. Although, you know, I... Will, what, Will Sasso? Yeah. I, oh, no, oh, you meant uh, uh, Curly. Yes. Curly, yeah. Although, I'll tell you what, guys, and I feel really dirty saying this. I watched that Three Stooges movie. I didn't hate it. I mean, uh, it's bad. It's a bad movie. But I, and me, as like a big Stooges fan, I was like... Mm. All right, well, I can see how they were, like, attempting to be faithful to it. Like, because the Farrelly's were, I mean, are big Stooges fans themselves. So, like, the effort was there. It fucking sucked ass, and they go on the Jersey Shore, and it's the worst thing you've ever seen in your life. But, like, it was respectful to the memory of the Stooges, which I was shocked about, honestly. I remember thinking it would be worse, but I was inebriated, so I don't remember a lot of it. And I'm sensing a pattern here with Jaws 3D. (laughs) Sometimes you get a little too... Uh, in too deep with your show research. Yes. Uh, speaking deep. about those opening credits, by the way, you know, there's not much to talk about here as far as the 3D is concerned because it's almost non-existent. But you're going to this movie and you're like, oh man, 3D, it's it's back, you know, yeah. in Pog form. <laughs> and you know, the first bit of 3D that you see in this movie is fucking disgusting fish chub. Yeah, there's a 3D like fish head that's just like dead floating at the screen in a cloud of blood water, and I'm like, oh, okay, this is what the 3D is gonna be, fish parts. It's it's that, and there's also like all sorts of different shots where someone's like, and you, and like you know, pointing <laughs> out at somebody, or yeah. like someone's got a stick, and it's like, oh, it's coming at you. They, coming, uh, coming at you. They rip off the uh, the gag from Friday the Thirteenth Part Three D, where Jason shoots the harpoon gun at the woman and hits her in the eye, and the three D effect is the harpoon going at the camera, 
And that came out in 82. It's yeah. a clear theft from a and shitty horror sequel. That's actually, I don't know, I kind of like that sequel. I actually really like uh, Friday the 13th Part 3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Certainly more than Jaws 3D. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. And and the 3D is used, I think, a little bit better in, in that. Because actually, if you, the Blu-ray that's out has the 3D version on it with 3D glasses in the uh, case. Oh. It's worth your seeking it out. Well, now, if, you're, if it's the 3D with the glasses in the case, are they still doing the red-blue 3D? They are doing the red-blue 3D because that's what was there at the time. Right. I mean, so you're basically seeing how it was. Mm-hmm. And I did it at home, and it worked out just fine. Yeah, that's cool. Were you going to say, Steve? Sorry. Dennis Quaid's got one of the... Uh, so he, like, basically, like, Dennis Quaid's this boss, right? He's a young guy, he's the engineer, and he's like, it starts out, he's like, he's got all these shitty workers who are trying to get overtime, and he's like, nobody's getting fucking overtime on my shit! <laughs> and then they're like, come on, boss! He's like, alright, you know, hey, Tommy, go fix, you go lock the gate for the night. Like, really, it's like, lock the back door of SeaWorld, and he's like, but come on, let's talk about overtime. And Dennis Quaid's got a great end to an argument, which is, I've got more important things to do, and he gets on a jet ski and goes away. You're not getting him back because you don't have a jet ski you're in his wake literally (laughs) he left you in his wake that is pretty awesome because it's like a it's a stand only jet ski Mm -hmm. which it's kind of like um a segway yeah it's like the segway (laughs) of the seas (laughs) a seaway so yeah there's a lot of just like he's the engineer and his girlfriend in this movie is the actress who played the mom on my so-called life and like she's the she's a not an oceanographer, but I mean, she's a marine biologist, yeah. I guess. She trains the animals. And she knows all about them and like all that stuff. And she, she really cares about all these animals. Right. And specifically it's, Cindy and Sandy. Specifically Cindy and Sandy. And Shamu, I guess. She's riding Shamu in her first scene. <laughs> There's a lot of ridiculous animal riding, which we'll get to. <laughs> I'm just imagining the Cindy and Sandy spinoff. Like, Bosom Buddies is happening. And then, like, <laughs> they got a leaky ceiling. And they're like, what's going on? We... Oh, they're these two sexy babes moved out upstairs, Cindy and Sandy, and they're all getting excited to meet him, and there's just two dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> That's their backdoor pilot. They, they made <laughs> yeah, a cameo. Yeah, exactly. Now, now the Shamu is a killer whale of sorts, right? Isn't that what this... Yeah, it's an, like or- an orca. orca. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's got some murderous teeth, that Shamu. I mean, mm-hmm. we should see. The, I would lo- I would have loved to see that fight, right? The yes! shark, shark versus this killer whale. Because you oh, know yeah. that this killer whale can take down dozens of seals. Oh, <laughs> Absolutely. Just I, dozens I, upon dozens of seals. Yeah. They're like Doritos to him. I know. It's just... <laughs> there is that movie I've still never seen, but I want to check it out. Is that uh, Orca, the killer whale. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. like a horror movie that's sort of like a Jaws ripoff. Maybe they saw this and got inspired to combine the two ideas and make a horror movie. But you're right. Let's, let's get a fight going. Let's get a fight. I mean, if, I'm, if, I'm, if you're introducing these sharks to this world of sea wonders, I want to see <laughs> the best of the best of, of the uh, under the sea going up against yeah, each other. Yeah, you know, it shouldn't be left up to the humans this time. It should be the underwater sea creatures battling maybe, as nature intended. Maybe Lugas Jr. got like this giant squid just got in house and there's a new exhibit. <laughs> I got this new giant squid I've been meaning to try out. <laughs> he just sicks it on the shark. Yeah, Dennis Quaid's girlfriend like genetically engineers like dolphins that can like fucking that have robot beaks or something <laughs> or lasers on their heads. A little bit of laser head. Dog. Deep Austin. blew up. My hat is like a shark fin. <laughs> <laughs> fucking song. Wow. Uh, so yeah, this dude goes out to lock the gate and he gets killed. It's the first kill of the movie. Uh, you know, I w- I will give this movie this compared, especially to Jaws: The Revenge. 
the body count in this movie is pretty high. Like they know what they're doing with the third Jaws movie at least. Because what are you coming back for if not shark attacks? Exactly. Yeah, and there's shark attacks all throughout. I mean, there's not. There's actually two Jawsies in this film. Uh, that, that, that's a plural of Jaws, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. Jawses. Keeping sure. up with yeah. the Jawses. <laughs> uh, so, so you know, sort of kicking off the people plot of this movie, aside from Lou Gossett, is um, Dennis Quaid's brother comes to town, little brother Sean, uh, who's not long for this world, as we know from, from Jaws 4. He's got about uh, four years to live. <laughs> and, he's got uh, a death count. Yeah, and, you know, he's the one that he had the big trauma in the, in the first movie, so he's the one who's scared of the water. He doesn't like being on the water. He doesn't like swimming, blah, 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 he, blah, blah. He went to college in Colorado or something like that just to yeah. get away from the water, which makes perfect fucking sense. Absolutely. That's where the whole fucking family should have moved. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, so he comes to town and it's like, they're just, they're going out for a nice night on the town kind of, and this is what I'm talking about. This like nice towny bar SeaWorld thing. towny bar? Yeah, oh yeah, SeaWorld towny bar. Everybody there is just talking about fish and shit. It'd be great. Yeah, you know, that'd get old, I think. <laughs> I don't know. I like being on the water and stuff, so it probably wouldn't affect me too much. And I that's, like drinking beer. No, but that smell sticks with you. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you get used to it, though, that I bet. SeaWorld smell. Like somebody just comes up to you, like, get the fuck out of my face. You must work at fucking SeaWorld, you smelly prick. <laughs> so this is where we meet up with Leah Thompson, who <sighs> is a a uh, uh, what a trick skier, trick water skier, I guess. Uh, she looks like the cowardly lion in this movie. The way her hair is all done, like... <laughs> When the cowardly lion gets done up at the end of Wizard of Oz. Oh, yeah, you're right. She's got all these (laughs) curls and this big, like, bouffant thing going on. A little bow in her hair. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, so she's this water skier. And this is where I feel Lou Gossett Jr. is extending himself a little bit. It's like all the aquatic shows and dance numbers and shit that he puts in this park. Like, I've never been to a SeaWorld, but I would imagine they're sort of light on this kind of entertainment. They'd go broke. (laughs) Well, you got all these animals that you're dealing with, and then on top of that, you're paying all these water skiers and, you know, boat drivers for that and all sorts of shit. Well, I doubt they make too much, you know? (laughs) They work for tips. There's a floating bowl. It's it's really not making a living, you think? I mean, the whole point of SeaWorld is to sit in the splash zone. You know, you go to the Shamu show, and it's like, oh, shit, here it comes. Ah, I got splashed. (laughs) And now I'm going to go home with a $35 T-shirt. And now I smell like fucking, you know whale feces or whatever the fuck's I don't trust that water you know what oh, I mean yeah, it's full of like piss and chum <laughs> oh it's gotta be disgusting and that's what's really I, I hand it to these actors they're all inside that shit like those animals are there mm-hmm. Dennis Quaid's just flopping around with all these fucking things there's also a whale cum in that water yeah, yeah who needs to swim through that you go through like nine bathing suits a season you're the one advocating to work there <laughs> Yeah, but I would be more on like the engineer side of things. What's that? What's that entail? Wait, like Dennis Quaid until all the shark shenanigans start. You got to be an engineer yeah. first, pal. <laughs> yeah, baby steps. <laughs> I need a five-year degree in engineering just before I can work sh- at SeaWorld. Just tell him a shark killed some of your family. Oh, instant pass. Yeah, oh, it's a great sob story. Get him on the payroll. So here we are, you know, having a nice night out, and we decide things are going to get a little romantic. And this is one of the ultimate cock blocks. I could also maybe consider it a sexy prank. (laughs) (laughs) It's a bit of a sexy prank. 
So, yeah, we'll let the audience decide. The scene is as follows. Leah Thompson really wants to get it on with Sean, so she's like, hey, man, you know, let's go for a, let's go for a dip. And he's like, sexy swim. Yeah, he's like, eh, I don't, I don't do the ocean. And you're like, ha, 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 oh, yeah, shark attack. And uh, she's like, oh, okay, well, how about a lagoon? And he's like, ugh, lagoons. I heard there's a creature from one of those. <laughs> and that's a callback to the movie. Like I said before, he's the kid that gets stuck in lagoon on the boat, and blah, blah, blah. But so, he, she, he, yeah. even, he goes so far to say, oh, it's because I had a childhood trauma. And she's like, that sounds sexy. Like, <laughs> you drop it. What do you say? Bring up childhood trauma. And you don't ask any questions. Childhood drama. My panties just fell right off. <laughs> well, because she's like a nymphomaniac or yeah. something. And that probably means she had probably some also childhood trauma <laughs> to, to that she might to in, inaccurately think is sexy. Uh, I, I see. Yeah, I see where you're going. <laughs> That happens. It does happen. Every day. <laughs> it's more prevalent than shark attacks. <laughs> it's the whole pornography in It's the shark of the sea. <laughs> I mean, shark of the land. Holy land shit. sharks. Yeah. Child molesters. <laughs> so here we are. Uh, we're in the lagoon going for a little sexy dip. And then Dennis Quaid and the mom from My So-Called Life pull up. And he's like, I got a great idea. Let's go yell at him with a bullhorn. And it's a lot of like, you, know, you stop right there, pervert. You know, and he's like in his jockey shorts and she's in her underwear and, you know, bra and panties and whatnot. They were good to get it. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a C block. And also, like, if I, like, they notice, like, oh, the boots are there, the shirt's there, the pants are there. Like, hey, let's keep going. Like, I would be like, oh, my brother's a little busy right now. I don't want to see my brother's dick doing things to you other don't, people. That's the thing because you don't know. <laughs> Specifically. Doing things to other people. Yeah, I don't want to yeah. see my brother's dick independently doing things to other people. I don't want to see it grocery shopping. I don't want to see it at the bank depositing a check. I mean, you're right, though. Like, you could have your little flashlight, and it's like boots, pants, shirts. Ooh, this is getting sexy. Then, all of a sudden, you're into something, and you don't want to be there. No. Like, why would you proceed on doing this? But they do. And then it just turns into a big beach fight. Like, you know... The dude like tackles Dennis Quaid in its big old wrestling match, and you're like, oh, oh brothers. It's so much fun. <laughs> Do you think it's a sexy prank, though, Eric? Explain sexy prank to me. Well, you see a couple of people in their, in their knickers, and then you get on your bullhorn, and you're like, ah, we see ya. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and that's kind of where it ends. Yeah. Like, it's, like, it's like, ah, oh, we, we, we got you. We got yeah, you. That, you know, you're right. But it you is know a sexy the prank. Is, it's like, and then immediately the payoff's not as good as as the sex might have been <laughs> exactly so i see i see the point yeah, but the way you feel laughing doesn't feel as good as i would be, feel having sex with this woman <laughs> well also maybe to a degree dennis quaid's just like oh man if they spot us maybe they'll think we were watching or something mm. like that so he's like i just have to ruin this yeah. before there's a different kind of misunderstanding because oh, right, you might not want to see his brother's thing doing things to other people absolutely you like, don't want to see his dick you know talking to other people also, watching people's dogs maybe quaid because quaid's been working around this sea sea lab sea world for a while he might know that this Thompson chick yeah. is probably ripe with venereal disease <laughs> and is perhaps jumping in front of a bullet here. It's, what are you talking about, venereal disease? <laughs> I don't got venereal diseases. <laughs> the cowardly lion with STDs? <laughs> it's a jungle out there. <laughs> I forget a heart. I just, I'd kill lots of Valtranks. <laughs> It's just a little purple pill. It's all I take is a little purple pill. Oh, boy. 
Well, I w- you know, say what you want, Lion. I wish I had a heart to get infected with venereal disease. <laughs> I wish I had blood. Attention, you in the waters. You are trespassing on SeaWorld property. Come out of the water with your hands raised high above your head. I'm okay. My brother works here. So, all right. So they determined that this beefcake that got killed out by the, the gate... Or, you know, he's missing. They don't know that yeah, he's dead. It takes them forever to find this fucking Well, because he's a dude. This is hilarious. Is This is why you should never be an unreliable employee in this kind of work. Because he doesn't show up for work. And his girlfriend's like, oh, he's probably banging that skank bag. If I catch him, I'm going to kick his ass. And you're like, ah, oh, geez, all right. And then Lou Gossett Jr. is like. boss. <laughs> yeah, yeah she, Dennis Quaid's like, what do you want me to do about She, it? like, throws his stuff on him or something. Like, yeah, yeah. She's ready to kick him out. Little does she know, he's in pieces. <laughs> I bet her face is pretty He's red. literally beside himself. <laughs> so then know. Lou Gossett Jr. is like, you know, hey, where's McGillicuddy or whatever? <laughs> and Dennis Quaid's like, well, I don't know. We haven't been able to track him down. And he's like, you know what, Dennis Quaid? He is an unreliable employee. When you get him back here, he is fired. And then Dennis Quaid tries to go to bat for this dead dude. And you know what? Fire that Andrew Jupin, too. <laughs> He thinks this is just one big vacation. <laughs> I, looked at his, I looked at his engineering degree. It has all sorts of holes on it. Sucking all sorts of dicks in the wintertime. What does he think we do around here? <laughs> so, you know, Dennis Quaid tries to go to bat for him. He's like, listen, Lou Gossett Jr., like, he's a good guy. You know, you can't fire him. It just might be an honest mistake. And he's like, all right, fine. You're responsible then. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, he's just, Dennis Quaid's just trying to do the right thing here. Yeah. And he gets the shaft. So they they say, all right, listen, this is where we last told him to go. They kind of have an inkling like something might have happened. Maybe he drunkenly drowned or something yeah. like that. Let's go out and take a look. So Dennis Quaid and the mom from My So-Called Life hop in like this cool little like oh, man, tank sp- thing. Sea pods are my favorite things in the world. Sea pods are really awesome. I like those. So they go down, and this is where we see like the underwater you know, part of the lagoon. And there's like the ship and the skeleton and all this shit. And this is where we encounter the shark. The shark's there, and it's really awesome because they're like, oh, my God, a shark. How are we going to get out of here? And these two fucking Cindy and Sandy dolphins come in like, hop on, guys. <laughs> and they, like, grab the fins, and they escape together. How ridiculous. I mean, I How know, ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Like, I know dolphins are highly intelligent yeah. and whatnot, but, like, really, they know that, they, you know, these human beings need an escape route, so like, hop on, let's go. If these dolphins could speak, one of them would say, anyone for Chinese? And then they'd just jump on and go away. Because <laughs> we certainly don't want Japanese now, do we? <laughs> I don't want to eat my brother. But, <laughs> you know, I've always heard that dolphins uh-huh. can always ward off sharks with their noses. Really? Oh, or their... They, their, their have you heard with, this? No. Like, what? apparently, like... Uh, well, like sharks or like cartilage or something. I always heard heard that dolphins can actually ward off a shark just by bumping into them or something weird. Oh, really? Perhaps I I just dreamed this. But <laughs> I always kind of thought we should have seen a battle between these dolphins. Just fight them. Exactly. Just like poke the shark away. If the dolphins are smart enough to understand that these two human beings need an escape plan. Yeah. Then they're also smart enough to know that they should fight the shit out of these dolphins for my entertainment. I always kind of thought dolphins were kind of like mogwais and sharks were gremlins. Like, that's how... 
dolphins sharks react if a dolphin eats a fish after midnight it turns into a shark or if, yes. i guess if you get it dry <laughs> yeah i was gonna say the water thing's out the window yeah. but yeah if it dries off it turns into a shark yeah, and goes back in the water it's a pretty apt analogy yeah because they're all cute and lovable and always like you know singing cute songs then sharks just fuck shit up yeah uh here's a question about gremlins <laughs> so you, you feed your mogwai after midnight mm-hmm. right classic mistake right now what if that mogwai like puked it back up if it was like bad chinese food and it got a little like sick is it already too late is the eggs hatching <laughs> does it have to get to the colon <laughs> yeah at what to... point in the mogwai's digestive tract <laughs> do the eggs start popping off of them better yet let, I'm, I'm taking my mogwai to california oh it's three you know it's eight o'clock it's nine o'clock here i'm gonna feed my mogwai a little oh, piece of chicken do yeah the time zones matter <laughs> like you drive it across the border it's like uh oh now it's 11 again <laughs> The, the <laughs> gremlins suck back into the mogwai. Yeah, I don't think they really accounted for that shit. It was just straight up East Coast shenanigans <laughs> with gremlins. They're not indigenous <laughs> to the West Coast. <laughs> just, just the Eastern Seaboard and China. If you if you take a mogwai to California, it fucks up the ecosystem out there. <laughs> yeah. It's like how you can't send shit to South America or like Australia or whatever. Yeah, it just they, fucks they, it up. Right. They always want those. You have any? Fruits or vegetables, yeah, flora yeah. or fauna. <laughs> I prefer fauna. Do you? No. <laughs> this episode's brought to you in part by Rocket Money, and they have this question for you. They handed to me just now, Mr. Rocket just handed me this. Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they pay around $80 a month on subscription services, but the actual total is closer to $200. If you don't know exactly how much you're spending every month, you need Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. And with Rocket Money, you can lower those bills without resorting to having bean dinners every day of the week. You know, you have those bean dinners to try to save some few bucks. But if you were monitoring your spending with Rocket Money, you didn't necessarily need to eat every bean dinner. So find out what all the fuss is about. You know, over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, like the Stars app. Don't get me started. You don't have to go through all the back end of the website anymore. You don't have to call customer service. Rocket Money helps you manage all your finances in one place as well and categorizes everything. It's easy to keep track of a whole budget. Even I can do it and I got rocks in my head. So find out what 3 million people have already done. They've taken the rocket, folks. Stop throwing the money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash WHM. That is rocketmoney.com slash WHM. Once more, rocketmoney.com slash WHM, which stands for We Hate Movies. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, my 20s, while being a lot of fun, a lot of the time, were pretty rough. I wasn't exactly rolling in dough. I lived at home until I was about 25. And for most of it, I didn't have this show or you lovely people in my life. I just kind of drifted around without direction. and didn't know where to voice that. Then I started to get my crap together one piece at a time. And the last piece, which didn't come until my early 30s, was therapy. And man, I wish it came along sooner. 
Ever since I started sitting down as a licensed therapist, I've had a place to voice my insecurities and try to fashion plans to help me achieve my goals. So that's why I'm thrilled we're sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be flexible, convenient, and suited to meet your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and the good thing is you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com WHM today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash W-H-M. <laughs> so now it's like, okay, there's a sh- holy shit, there's a shark. In right, we world. got a shark on our hands. Big problem. It's a great white. Uh, and Fitzroyce is like, I'll kill you, shark. I'll kill him nice and good. And his boyfriend <laughs> there. And I mean, these guys are just like... At fir- you don't know what's going on. Like at first, they're just like they're a pair. Like he's his cameraman, and Fitzroyce is the action. Mm-hmm. And as this movie goes on, Fitzroyce's cameraman cares a lot about Fitzroyce. He cares an awful deal about Fitzroyce. <laughs> he does. Uh, Fitzroyce's uh, partner, by the way, uh, played by Hatchet Harry from Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Oh, really? It was fucking driving me nuts. That's why I have to <laughs> say it out loud. <laughs> So the whole the whole thing, right? Yeah. So the, you know, Fitzroyce. The end of it is, well, I'll kill him. It'll be great. We can film it for me, documentary. It'll be perfect. And then on the other side of it is the mom from my so-called life, who's like, "No, what are you crazy? Like, listen to this, Lou Gossett Jr. If you keep this thing in captivity, there's never been a great white that's lived in captivity before. If we capture this thing, I know how to take care of it," which she says, which is bizarre. <laughs> which it's proved not true, right? You know, uh, you know, I can take care of this thing, and you will make so much money. The funny thing is, both ends of this are about making money. You'd think that she cares about it for science, and maybe. In a little way, she does, but she doesn't. Ever, like you need the character to express that she's just like you can make so much money with this thing alive than you would dead. Well, I think she's like saying that to him, but she's maybe a little compassionate. Like I think I so too. Nurture this shark back to health so that it can kill us all. But the but the character, you know, I mean, this is a movie. Like the character has to say that in some way. We essentially know nothing about this woman. Yeah. Other than she'd go on to star in my so-called life in a few years. Her <laughs> argument's garbage, too, because like they're both kind of trying to convince Lou Gossett Jr. by, by dollars and cents, which is the only thing he, he knows. Right. So he's like, oh, yeah, you get a great special of me killing this dolphin with me shirt off. You know, it'll, <laughs> it'll break the bank. And then she's like, no, 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 no. It'll be even better if we keep the dolphin, al- the, the, keep the shark alive and... You can give updates as to how the shark is doing. Like, what, what do you think is going to draw more people, Gossett? Yeah, t- <laughs> killing Gossett? this thing on camera or scientific updates <laughs> once a month. Ooh, it, it grew three inches, it did. <laughs> so they capture this fucking thing, by the way. They use this woman as bait, which is weird. She goes along with it. The other thing is Dennis Quaid is on the side of Muldoon, like, you know, Fitzroy's here, like, no, let's just kill it. This is ridiculous. It's a yeah. giant monster. Well, he's into this girl, and why put her in harm's way for literally probably nothing? <laughs> right. <laughs> so she is put in harm's way. The shark, actually, it's, I'll admit to this, it's kind of a good scare in the movie. She's just like, you know, she's, she's diving and she's got the scuba tank and whatnot. The shark really does kind of come out of nowhere yeah. and sort of like, Get her stuck on its jaw kind of a thing. It doesn't bite her or anything. Oh, imagine that in 3D, Andrew. How much more scary would that be? That's what's so stupid is like the, the 3D technology 
was so terrible that none of that stuff that you want to see in 3D is in 3D at yeah, all. Nope. Like this cool shark attack shot. It's like a nice low angle, like looking up. This thing sneaks up from behind. Nope, nothing. No 3D effects here. And uh, so they, they get it in captivity. They drug it, knock it out, and you know bring it in through. There's like a pipeline that they get it into like the observatory part of the park. And they're kind of like massaging it to keep it moving kind of a thing. That's the whole thing. Like, Well, isn't that the old, the yeah. old tale of a shark stops moving, it dies? Like it's, it's got to keep swimming and, oh, and whatnot? Yeah. You can't feed it after midnight. Yeah, I heard that too. <laughs> you can't dry oh, yeah, it that's out. A <laughs> oh, that's a dolphin. I'm sorry. That's a dolphin. <laughs> Stupid. So they get this thing in captivity, and it's it's coming down. It's it's sort of a timetable that we work with in the first movie, right? Is like Memorial Day or the Fourth of July or whatever it is. You know, the the mayor wants to get the beaches open and everything because the tourists. You know, it's the same thing here. Lou Gossett Jr. is like it's it's getting to be the start of the season. You know. I got to get this new part of the park open. We want all these people to come in. Big business, big business, big business. You know, it's the early 80s. Business, business, business. <laughs> and uh, even says it's the early 80s, which is bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> they, don't, they don't really quantify stuff like that as far as decades ago, you know, until it's over with. Yeah. But in this instance, he's like, hey, it's the early 80s. Come on. <laughs> Look at your shorts. Look how fucking high those are. The fucking high shorts in this movie, by the way. It's, oh, I, I envy them. I do. How... How are we able to do this ever in America? What do you mean? Just the, the like Dennis Quaid shorts. I mean, there is just barely just, room just, for anything. If man. he squats the right way, he's hanging brain. <laughs> just <laughs> a different time, man. That was like more acceptable. I'll, you know, I will admit to preferring a shorter length short. I never did the jort situation like yeah. that fucking Kevin Smith style. No, thank you. Well, we're, that that's barely it makes any sense to wear shorts because you're just kind of wearing baggy pants. <laughs> well, it's <laughs> the baggiest. It's kind of a skirt. <laughs> but a cool, a cool lot. <laughs> but it does sound like that you want to work at SeaWorld specifically in the early eighties. Yeah, so you can yeah. hang brain everywhere. <laughs> you could be drunk. Yeah, pretty and get much. Fired. I mean, that's <laughs> again. I mean, again, the kind of like the class of people working at this SeaWorld. <laughs> oh I mean, yeah, it's called low. <laughs> They're essentially a bunch of dead meats. It's like the camp counselors in a Friday the Thirteenth yeah. movie. They're all fucking and drinking and shit, and you're just like, really, Sea World? This is the kind of class of people that you want. And like, not it's, all these it's, people it's, are punished by death. By the way, a lot of these people survive. I mean, it's it's an amusement park. People are smoking pot all day. Like that's how you get through those shifts. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And why 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 is that environment fostered there? Two words: minimum wage. <laughs> By the way, I'm going to market uh, Kevin Smith's Julots, which are Kevin Smith culottes <laughs> that are made up to look like jeans. That's pretty great. He'd probably love that. Could you make a Julot hockey jersey set? <laughs> it's just a big jumper. Or maybe, or maybe like two jerseys. Like there's another jersey for the bottom half. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow figure that riddle out. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. This is my bottom half jersey. Oh, a skirt? No, my bottom half jersey. <laughs> Can't you see the hockey name on the back? Rocking the double jersey. <laughs> so this shark dies in captivity, by the way. We can move ahead here a little. Uh, basically, Lou Gossett Jr. is like, hey, let everybody see the shark. And they're like, well, we don't think it's really ready yet. We don't really know what's going on. I said let them see it. the shark. Well, all right. Whatever you say, dollar signs. So oh, they <laughs> Oh, but all these hillbillies are. Oh, 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 that Man, the yeah. yokels in this scene. <laughs> and then this puppet rolls over. It does. It just, it's really like. It's just like, I'm not long for this. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 
kind of like swimming and it's like maybe not and just kind of like does this barrel roll and you're like you're yeah, you're right you're like oh, that puppet's dying she jumps in to try to like resuscitate this thing and all these yokels are just like what's all this about oh man that lady's gonna wrestle it <laughs> oh man I knew I spent twelve dollars for the right reason oh you think she's gonna kiss it oh. <laughs> this might even better be better than the time we went to the gator farm <laughs> Oh man! So I don't this know. They ain't got no gator jerky that I can see. <laughs> I would say that this place is low on gator jerky. In that case, is there a comment card? Hey, Mister SeaWorld, is there a comment card? I need to make a, a, a comment about the lack of gator jerky in your gift shop. You know, I'll settle for some shark fin soup because this one's—it's <laughs> already expired, Mister SeaWorld. So maybe you might want to consider turning the temp up on this pool. <laughs> hey, uh. Hey, Mr. SeaWorld, what are you going to do with that thing? <laughs> I can find a couple of uses for it. Oh, I'd like man. to hold that, t- that that shark still so I can get a good tattoo of it. <laughs> I want to taxidermy it and put it in the front of my Camaro. <laughs> so this thing's dead, and she's pissed off about it. Well, she's really pissed because she's got this. She's like, oh, my God, there's never been a, a great white in captivity. Holy shit. And the next day, her boss is like, fucking send it out there. Yeah, totally. Like, you know, Lou Gossett Jr., again, much like John Hammond, you know, does not know much about the science of what's going on here. You know, John Hammond's like, more raptors, more raptors. It's you all know. like these, now he says all these hillbillies yelling in its ears like Dumbo. <laughs> <laughs> all these braying jackasses. Oh, no, that was Pinocchio. <laughs> That's a different Disney movie. <laughs> uh, oh, we should also mention, by the way, they find that beefcake. Uh, his his like torso, basically. <laughs> yeah, his 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 mustachioed corpse. And so what they decide is, you know, much much like the first Jaws, you know, th- this is not the shock you're looking for. You know, it's like, oh well, this bite radius indicates that uh, you know it's a much bigger shark. And it's a weird thing where she's like, the bite radius is probably about, like, 36 inches or something like that. And Muldoon, she says it's a yard, and then Muldoon's just like, well, crikey, that's got to be about a 35-foot shark. And you're like, what kind of math are you doing there, Muldoon? Every Australian knows how to do that. Just, you, get, <laughs> you, you, you yell out what, how big a shark's about, this will tell you how long that shark is. Just that's exactly. a God-given gift. It is. So so it turns out that this was like the baby shark, and there's a bigger shark, the mother shark. Right, there. right. And the uh, the baby shark was played by Willem Dafoe, and yelled out, "Avenge me! <laughs> <laughs> Did somebody kill my baby? <laughs> hey, is there any Brodies on there down here on the southern seaboard? <laughs> what luck! <laughs> Two of them. So uh, there's a really fucked up like. You know, we're going to check out this, you know, you kids want to see a dead body scene <laughs> where, like, Dennis Quaid's got to go, you know, identify the body, and he opens it up, and this guy's got fucking bugs crawling out of his mouth. I mean, this dude is long dead. This might have been nice in 3D. Yeah. And, and Quaid is puking his guts out. He, he's flat out puking his guts out. And then the mom from My So-Called Life comes in, you know, and she's like, listen. If it's a shark attack, I've seen it before. And I'm like, all right, so if this dude was, like, butchered with a chainsaw, then you'd have a problem with it? But no, no, no. Gruesome shark attack? I've seen it all before. <laughs> she, she had the same reaction. 
<laughs> it's a really great, like, she flips the cover open and this dude is still dead. It's just, whoa, whoa, whoa. And he's got, like, little sea creatures in his teeth. Like, oh, yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There's, like, a crab, like, biting on his fucking cheek. It's ridiculous. Yeah, he's, like, missing, he's missing a lot of stuff, too. So, you know, and here's the thing. So we have, we know there's another shark around here. What is going on? And they, you know, they sort of deduce, like, all right, well, listen, this shark was found in the lagoon. There's a really good shot. This big shark is in the lagoon because they, they determined somehow that the guy was killed in the lagoon. Like and he, he left the gate open. <laughs> just left that. And that's why you always close the gate. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, it's the whole thing where they're trying to explain to Lou Gossett Jr. what's going on. And he's having a big fancy dinner with Fitzroyce and his lover. And, you know, they run in the restaurant. And they're like, Lou Gossett Jr., there's another shark. And he's like, all right, everybody, just settle down. Take a seat. It's my five-star dining establishment under the sea here at SeaWorld. Like, it's it's like the rainbow room. It's beautiful. He's got a bar that you can see all the critters of the ocean. <laughs> but the problem is you've got to eat dinner in this bar, you gotta get all dressed up, and then you gotta walk through SeaWorld. And I was like, oh, where are you going? Senior prom? <laughs> and they throw chum hey, at Nelson you. Nelson D. Rockefeller got, got a quarter. <laughs> I didn't know I was gonna see a robber baron on my vacation. Now, these are the employees. <laughs> it just makes no sense, though. It's like, I mean, I... I haven't been to Disney World in, you know, ages and ages and ages. I don't recall, like, super fine dining. I mean, maybe there is. And I guess... That to Treasure a- Island's got it, I believe. I mean- Can I take your order at these five-star restaurants? Oh, you want to go to SeaWorld? Then, well, you got to take a turn left at Davy Jones's Foot Locker. <laughs> But even still, like I think there's a there's a real drop off yeah. in degrees of amusement park importance between Disney World, which is totally okay to have fine dining in, mm. and then SeaWorld, where you're just going to watch a dolphin <laughs> jump through a hoop. I'm so not you, going there for a fucking eighty dollars steak. You think you're going down to to Louis Gossett Jr.'s fancy SeaWorld dinner, and he's just bringing out <laughs> fish sticks. It's or, probably yeah. fish sticks. It's just the same amount. It's the same food you can get at the snack bar. So it's like bad chicken fingers and fries that aren't so great. It's like chewy calamari. Yeah. Like just like not good. I would not eat. Like if I go to a SeaWorld or an aquarium that has a restaurant, I'm not eating seafood at it. Because at what point are you sitting there eating your food and you're like, was this an exhibit yesterday? Like, what is going on with this Hey, video? can I pick out what I want to eat? Hey, kill that one. I'd like a Cindy sandwich, please, with mayonnaise. My wife here will have a Sandy burger. <laughs> oh, mercy. Uh, so then, by the way, when they're trying to talk Lou Gossett Jr. into what's going on, he's like, well, y'all are full of shit. Sit down and have a nice, expensive meal. The shark like swims right up to the restaurant, like, boy, I'm starving. <laughs> and this whole look at that buffet. Yeah, this place freaks the fuck <laughs> out. Wouldn't you? Oh no, I absolutely would. Did but it? I also wouldn't be at a restaurant under the sea. That's the equivalent of like eating a nice like outdoor meal, and a bull comes charging up. <laughs> You're like, fuck. 
So they all flip out, and then so this is this is the scene I remembered from my childhood. I had seen this movie when I was maybe like ten years old or something. And there's the scene where all the people are taking the tour through the tunnel, all the yokels that don't have enough money to eat in this fucking fancy Trump Tower <laughs> restaurant under the sea. You know, the shark comes up and is like, say, I'm starving and goes and like fucks with this tube and cracks it. And all this water's coming in. And there's these these fail safes that are activated. And this is sort of like where we get the big dilemma of the movie is the shark is here. It cracks the tube. These fail-safe doors shut down so that the whole thing doesn't collapse. And there's a bunch of people trapped, like, in this one room with, like, water up to their waist. And the whole mission from this point on is Dennis Quaid has to make a bunch of repairs to this infrastructure. But they have to lure the shark away from the people so that they can make these repairs and let the people out. That's, you know, this is how we're, we're getting into our third act kind of a thing. And somehow Leah Thompson gets her, her bit by the shark. Like and they just write her, her and the brother right out of this movie, right out of the movie. Well, they actually have some. They 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 amazing scenes. They go back on this date, and the brother's <laughs> all you know apprehensive about the water, and like, they go, make, hey, go anywhere else. This guy's got fucking trauma, and she makes him go into this like bumper raft. Thing. Yeah, like yeah, yeah bumper boats. So man. they're going out there on, on having their little date. He's mi- he's hating every second of it. And then there's this big <laughs> fat guy who's in like the tightest beigeest clothes possible, <laughs> with like a trucker hat on. Or this he looks disgusting. And then he just rams them, and he's just like <laughs> <laughs> he's laughing at him like take that lover birds <laughs> and then. They restabilize themselves or something, and then like he does it again, and that's when she falls. They both fall into the water. Yeah, that's why <laughs> he's I'm just not- like, oh, I'm gonna get you again. <laughs> <laughs> you might die. <laughs> that's why I'm not walking into SeaWorld dressed to the nines to celebrate my three year anniversary. Why would you? Unless you <laughs> met the- at fucking SeaWorld. <laughs> yeah. For them, this is like a third date anniversary. No, right? it's, right. And it's just. And they just have this kind of tangential relationship where she keeps trying to get this fucker in the water. And he's like, shake it up. <laughs> so what happens is, you know, after this, like, nailing of the they, the shark fucks up the tunnel, it kind of just has a little bit of a rampage sequence mm-hmm. and just starts freaking out and swimming all over this lagoon. And so we have, like, the water skiing going on. And there's a lot of tense scenes of, like, the shark coming up. And Dennis Quaid is frantically running around this park. He's, grabbing- doing, a, he's doing a get out of the water Yeah, scene. it's it's – I mean, that's – the parallels between the yeah. the first, I mean, you know, it's just everywhere. But so, like, yeah, they're doing the get the, you know, Muldoon's helping out, his gay lovers helping out. You know, they're all trying to get these people out of the water. There's a really great thing where Dennis Quaid like tackles this dude and steals his bullhorn. <laughs> He's not happy about it. He's like, hey, hey give it back. <laughs> and they're all screaming for everybody to get out of the water. And shockingly. Like, all these water skiers are just going down, and they're all getting out just in the nick of time. Leah Thompson gets, like, hit, like, on the, on the, on the, like, arm or the leg or some shit, and she's got, like, a wound, but she's not dead. The shark kind of, like, picks her up and drops her, and I was like, oh, wow, she's, yeah. she's going down. This is awesome. Hey, thanks for warming her up for me. I'll take it from here, McFly. <laughs> So, oh no, it's a it's a shark, a shark already. <laughs> oh boy, I really could use Dorothy's way to get home. Oh, I'm so scared of sharks. 
So she's injured, you know, and the brother is just like, you know, I'm fine, Dennis Quaid. I'm going to go with her to the hospital. And right out of the movie, they drive. That's the you end don't, of it. You don't hear about them? No. Did she lose the leg? Did she not lose the leg? They drove to movie city limits. And once you get past movie You're city right. limits, You're right. We haven't talked about this in a while since what? Like the haunting. I think they the they haunting, went to the yeah. same hospital that Todd went to. <laughs> oh, Todd. <laughs> yeah. That looks like a shark bite, Todd. <laughs> you get there, and it's like one of those horror movies where you just kind of forget how long you're somewhere, and you're like, "Oh my god, what? Didn't didn't that shark bite happen seven years ago? Like, no, we just went in yesterday." <laughs> <laughs> and then Sean's like, "I gotta go. There's another movie happening. We've been here for four years. <laughs> You've already left, Sean, and you don't look <laughs> like you anymore." <laughs> You've been recast back in the real world. Real R E E L. I would love a creepy We Hate Movies hospital. <laughs> like a Stephen King, yeah. Rose Red or whatever. All our. Uh... No, it's Kingdom Hospital. It's Kingdom the remake Ho- of the uh, Lars von Trier, uh, Trier uh, Kingdom show, ah. which is the most terrifying fucking television yeah. show ever produced. But ours would be spelled King Dumb D U M B. All right, so the, the plan is an action. We got to fix this pipe and we got to lure the shark away. There's an amazing scene where Dennis Quaid's in like the ironworks and all these people are like welding shit, trying to get like these, you know, pipe fittings fixed and whatnot. And it's a really hilarious scene because there's such obvious product placement. Like the, the, the mom from my so called life comes in and she's like, listen, we got to have a talk. And he's like, not now. I'm really busy trying to fix this pipe. And there's just like, a bunch of cans there and he might as well be like right after i have this refreshing ice cold coke because there's like four coca-cola cans in the middle of this workshop on display and they have they have this talk which by the way the whole thing is he has been asked to go to venezuela for this job for like a year and a half and she's gonna go to some institute or some shit so they're like weighing their relationships options but apparently he throws this away to go to jamaica or something yeah. wherever wherever they are in the caribbean yeah in that fourth movie again though that fourth movie just pretends like this doesn't happen because in that movie he's got a kid and the wife is a completely different person. I made, sh- I made sure to double check the name. She's she's an artist, and it's not the same character. I mean, but yeah, like the funny thing is, they, she winds up being like, "Okay, this time I'll go with you." But and he's like, "And next time I'll go with you." No, he's not. Like you go to Venezuela <laughs> for a year and a half, and then it's just like, "Oh, I got an extension." Or, "Oh man, they want me in Peru." But she's like, "What about <laughs> a, me going to, back to Sea World?" Yeah, we'll have time for that later. Yeah, we might go back to Sea World. <laughs> Yeah, but, like, he's got an offer to do, like, real marine biology, not, like, your showbiz circus marine biology. Yeah, he's going to go do some serious work. And then, as we learn in that next movie, he's studying fucking conch shells or whatever's going on, him and Mario Van Peebles. And he hasn't seen a shark since the first movie somehow. That's weird. Weird. How do you just do that, by the way, when you're writing that movie? Repress memories? Oh, oh you I, mean, I was you just going to say, just drop an entire fucking movie right out of the franchise. Like, how do you... You're going to drop a movie. <laughs> if there's just, one to drop. <laughs> just three. It's not a bad place to start. So, you know... Fitz, they, Fitzroyce is going to yes. be the action hero now. Him and his him and his boyfriend are like, all right, look, we're going to go there. You know, like... And Fitz, this is what Fitzroyce's boyfriend really gets really, really sweet. He's like, you know, look, you don't have to go in. Or like, you know... You, 
we don't need two. Like basically, they're both the camera crew, and he's got a camera helmet. He's like, the camera helmet's just gonna you know impair you. We don't need two cameras. He's like, no, this is my big break, and you know. Think of all the things I could buy you, like that kind of. They have this like really <laughs> tender like, scene. He's like, "Now listen, this is how we're gonna retire together. We'll make so much money from this shock video." <laughs> like, by the way, what are you talking about? Like, who's buying this movie? This like documentary? How much money are you making off of like National oh, yeah, it's a Ge- shark video? National Geographic. How much can they pay? How I much think, could they possibly pay? You? I think uh, they're gonna sell it to Faces of Death. <laughs> <laughs> That's where it winds up. I want both cameras. We need the coverage. Come on, Jack. This isn't a picnic. This film is a bloody retirement annuity. I'll feel better if you did just the one thing. What's the matter? Getting cold feet. It so, winds up on uh, fugly.com or whatever that website was. Oh, yeah. Where all that fucking heinous shit gets posted. That's some dark corners of the internet, by the yeah, way. Yeah, no, no thank you, rotten. Rotten, that's what it was yeah, that I was thinking. Well, let's of. not plug them. No, 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 no. So he no. gets he rubs himself all in fucking pig's blood and jumps in the water. <laughs> and he's like, hey shark, he's like waving his ass at it, like, mm, this is pretty delicious, huh? And he's like swimming around, he gets him to the the whole thing is to get him through the gate, you know what I mean? So they can latch it so Jaws can't get through it's, again. It's not locking them in in the ocean though. It's getting him stuck back in this pipe. Yes. That they can lock this thing over so the shark will be just stuck in this tube with nowhere to go. And so they get him in there, and fucking Fitzroyce is just swallowed whole by this beast. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's, I mean, it's really stupid. And there's a Have lot another of shrimp on the Barbie. And, goes, <laughs> and there's like inside the shark cam. Yeah. Like he's trying to swim back out, and he's like pulling on the shark's tongue <laughs> to like get himself <laughs> out. Oh, God, lay off! <laughs> Wow, they never said this would go down easy. <laughs> and he just swallows this dude like a fucking, you know, aspirin. It'd be great if he was shaped like Fitzroyce afterwards, like a droopy dog cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> he eats a sandwich whole and it's like sideways inside of him. <laughs> mm-hmm, exactly. So this other dude like comes up like, ah, job well done. And then he turns around and he's like, Oh, hey, when's Fitzroy's coming up? And this dude, this, like, SeaWorld hand is just standing there, and he's like, well, you're the only one on the ladder. No one else is up here. And this dude has this, like, emotional fucking breakdown where he's, like, crying. And I don't know if it was, like, I was watching this on HBO Go, and I don't know if it was just the quality of their transfer or whatever, but I could not for the life of me understand what this guy's saying because it's, like, it's, like, yo, oh, Fitzroy's! <laughs> Fitzroy's. <laughs> I mean, I was like, just, this guy's so upset he's not even speaking English. You would think the movie was about them. The the like this scene goes. They're two side characters. It's the fucking shitty Rosencrantz and Guildenstern of this movie. To be fair, Fitzroy's was a beautiful rich man. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> now he's single. That sucks. <laughs> so. Thanks in part to Fitzroy's sacrifice, the day is saved because Dennis Quaid's like welding this thing. The shark breaks out of it, but it's like just enough time for him to finish what he's doing. Well, it's also Lou Gossett Jr.'s fault, too, because he's like, the, the guy's like, oh, you know, we need two engines to keep this gate locked or something like this. Like, oh, yeah, you're and, right. And, and like, you know, Lou Gossett Jr. looks at the electric bill and he's like, eh, one gate will do fine. You he's know? like, if, you, if, you, if you're working both things overtime, they could overheat and then this whole system's going to burn out and it's going to cost me millions of dollars. So he's like, just shut it off 
and, and like hope the shark out. doesn't know how to swim backwards. <laughs> <laughs> we spun him around a couple times. How's he gonna find it? He's all dizzy. Don't worry about it. So Dennis Quaid like fixes this fixes this thing, but the shark breaks out and it's coming back. And again, these dolphins swim up and they're like, Psst, "Hey guys, the shark's coming back." <laughs> <laughs> And like Dennis Quaid and the mom from my so-called life are just like, oh, hey, that shark's back. Like she literally taps Dennis Quaid on the shoulder and he's like welding the thing. He's like, huh? Oh, the shark. All right. And they like swim in this emergency hatch and like save themselves. Basically, Sandy puts like a rainbow bandana on like Gremlins (laughs) 2. She unfolds a paperclip and puts a rubber band on it. Oh, my God, I'm turning into a shark spider. (laughs) Wow, who saw this coming? Oh, my God, I got electric powers now. You're all going to fry. I'm singing like Tony Randall. (laughs) I don't know how I'm underwater and smoking a cigar, but I am. In 3D, (laughs) coming at you. Oh, Oh, man, I haven't come yet. I've been watching this movie for an hour and a half. Fucking false advertising, fucking coming at you, piece of shit. <laughs> Wanted to be teased this bad, I go to a fucking Disney movie. <laughs> go to my high school reunion. <laughs> so they save all these people from the tube. Yeah, they just kind of walk away. Yeah, they're like, hooray! There's, I, I was really hoping for this one moment that I thought was going to happen. Because like when they initially get locked in there and all these people are rightfully so flipping out... This one old man like kind of grabs his chest, and I was like, oh, no, this old bastard. This is how he's going to meet his end. He's probably a World War II veteran. It's actually 83. He might be a WW1 veteran. Mm-hmm. This guy's just going to fucking meet his end in a goddamn tepid pool of SeaWorld <laughs> tourist water. The last words I hear on this earth better not be, hey, mister, you don't look so good. Oh, I'd be pissed. I'd be s- flying into the afterlife like, are you fucking kidding me so they save all these people but the shark is not done with them yet well you you killed my baby i just want revenge this is how all mothers sound (laughs) (laughs) so you know they're trying to swim back in again they're doing the whole like the dolphins pulling us faster than we can swim and the shark's like not this time fool me once And it is some of the worst fucking special effects you'll ever see in your life. The shark tries to swim into the control center where Lou Gossett Jr. is. There's a big bay window because that's nice and safe. I have to hack this Gibson. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Ah, you didn't say the magic word. (laughs) God damn it, Dodson. (laughs) We got Dodson here. So this shark, it's a really ridiculous, like, Lou Gossett Jr. is looking at the shark, and the shark's looking at Lou Gossett Jr. like, you were my son's captor. <laughs> and it charges this window, breaks it through. Lou Gossett Jr.'s nephew, who's, like, a nothing character in this movie, he refers to him once as his nephew, just this dude working in the control room. I miss that for sure. Like, because he's the guy who's but, saying, like, hey, Lou Gossett Jr., yeah. don't turn this shit off. You got to leave it on or the shark's going to get out. And he's like, quiet down, nephew, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, all right, you're just fucking nepotism all over this place, huh? This guy, eaten horribly. It's the most visible eating in the movie because he's, like, stuck... You can kind of hear him screaming underwater, which is stupid. 
delicious. <laughs> but this guy is just like, no, crunch, <laughs> and he's just dead. You see his like Timberland work boot just like floating for a second. At what? So he's got Fitzroy and Fitzroyce in there, right? Yep. The whole thing. The whole thing. At what point do you throw up as a shark? Like, what is too much? I don't. I mean, I yeah, think it's. Do they throw up or do they do they excrete from their bottoms? Well, I mean, eventually there's got to be some there's waste. Be some, yeah, they're yeah, not just that's eating. What I'm saying. Yeah. No, but I, I mean, like if you know you eat too much, you just fucking oh god, that was too much. Well, oh right, right, right. I don't right. know. I mean, it's kind of like dogs don't know yeah, how to stop eating. Yeah, but then they throw up and then they eat that too. I just fucking... can't control myself. It's <laughs> it's, it's like Ricky Lake and Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> I eat because I'm sad, and I'm sad because I eat. Oh God. Help me, Oprah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a vicious cycle of life. <laughs> so, I mean, they're all... Uh, Lou Gossett Jr. somehow swims to safety. There's a there's a woman who's in there, too, and he, like, saves her life. Fuck that nephew. So it's just uh, Dennis Quaid and his girlfriend in this control tower. Everybody else is in the fucking Kingdom Hearts Hospital or whatever the fuck. <laughs> they all leave this movie and are never seen again. And, like... It's kind of like um, it reminds me of, like the last uh, the last boss in a video game because like it's just taking up one third of the room and like yep. there's ways to get around and he keeps showing you the way to kill him because he opens his mouth and he's got this grenade sticking out. It is ridiculous. So earlier in the film, Fitzroyce, when they're first trying to bait the baby shark, he's like, you know, all right, flashlight, check, scuba tank, check, grenade, check. And Dennis Quaid is like, what the fuck did you just say? Grenades? And Lou Gossett Jr. is like, no grenades. Play this one fair. (laughs) Fair fight with this shark. So Fitzroyce, of course, this time, you know, didn't tell anyone, but he's got a grenade. And it is Fitzroyce who has tried his best to climb out of the shark's <laughs> body and it's just this arm and Fitzroy's holding this grenade and Dennis Quaid's got this pole like a piece of pipe or something and he's trying to wedge it into the pin to pull it off. That's why I had to kill y'all. I noticed Fitzroyce was violating the Geneva Convention. <laughs> he should have played it fair. And, you know, much like that first movie, we pull the pin and the fucking thing blows up and the shark's dead. Unlike the first movie, gets ready for some fucking shit-ass 83 computer graphics. Look at the Money for Nothing video. (laughs) It's so bad. The shark's jaw is just, like, floating around. It's like there's, like, some spine. Like, honestly, you want that to be cool. Where's Fitzroyce's beautiful face flying Mm -hmm. at me? Yeah. You don't have any of that shit. And you... You're going to this Jaws movie. I want body parts flying everywhere. You get one arm in 3D earlier in the film. Well, because first, it, it, it sprays blood, like re- real blood and water, or fake blood and water, obviously. Yeah. And then it turns into computer blood really quickly, and it's so obvious to shift. It turns from, like, you know, a, like an actual, like, practical effects, like food Red house coloring. Paint, yeah. yeah, whatever it is. And then it turns into, like, an 8 bit video game. <laughs> it does. Like, Wait, what on earth is going on here? Uh, oh, by the way, I forgot like, we're talking about like the amounts of gore and stuff in this movie. The way they found that uh, mustachioed loser from the beginning of the movie is all the people are like in the in the Sea World tunnels, like, oh man, this is great. Look at all these fish. There's some like little sharks, like not dangerous sharks, like hanging out and whatnot. 
And this dude appears in frame, like, out of nowhere, like, hi, everybody. <laughs> and they all flip the fuck out. That's a nice little uh, scare moment, too. Yeah. But again, you're just stealing the fucking head, falling out in the boat in front of Richard Dreyfus. Like, this movie is more a carbon copy of the first movie than any of the other two sequels are. Well, at least it doesn't feature footage of the other. I mean, that's the end of the movie, blah, blah, blah. And, you yeah, know. well, <laughs> my favorite part of the movie has yet to happen. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, this is great. So The end credits. <laughs> <laughs> so they swim up, and they're like, yay, the day is saved. And, like, the, the one, you know, Cindy swims up, or Sandy swims oh, yeah. up, whichever fucking one it is swims up. And the mom from my so-called life is really stoked about it. And she's like, oh, my God, you're alive. Thank God, blah, blah, blah. And you've seen earlier in you know this whole sequence, the shark like kind of goes after one of the dolphins. And you're like, oh, man, it got one of the dolphins. Bummer. So this woman's really upset. And she's like tapping the top of the water. Like, come on. Where are you, Sandy? Where are you? Dennis Quaid's yelling, but he really doesn't care if they <laughs> find like, it. Oh, no, Sandy. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when I blew up that shark? That was fucking awesome. <laughs> And uh, so then out of nowhere, the shark jumps up and they're like, or the, the, the dolphin jumps up. Shark's dead. Dolphin jumps up. And they're like, oh, yay, the day is saved. And they're like cheering in the water. And this superimposed, totally fake dolphin jumps up next to Dennis Quaid. And it's a freeze frame. Oh, it's great. Why on earth would you freeze frame a terrible looking effect? So as to highlight how terrible it and looks. And by the way, dolphins, we all know, have flippers. And this dolphin's giving a big old thumbs up. <laughs> Tuesdays on ABC. Cindy and Sandy. <laughs> yes, stay tuned. Right after Perfect Strangers. And then following at 10 p.m., Kingdom Hearts Hospital. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... It's not just Dennis Quaid. They, both dolphins jump up at the same time. They frame the. F- they frame it basically. Do it's, they? I the, only noticed the one on the oh, left hand side. There were, I think there yeah, was. It's two. on either side. It's like a bad Jeez. postcard. Yeah. Jesus Christ! All we got from SeaWorld is this lousy postcard. <laughs> it's like you're photoshopping your dead friends into your pictures. <laughs> well, that's what it looks like. They're, the dolphins are alive. The dolphins sure. are clearly. alive. You know all those people that photoshop their dead friends into their Facebook photos uh, all the time. <laughs> it's an epidemic. Uh, the funny thing is you mentioned the credits. There's an interesting thing about these credits where they're haunted. They are faster than usual. It's almost as if they were like so embarrassed by this movie. They're like, quick, just flick all the fucking names up before anybody can read who anybody is. I guess they anticipated being on local television. Just like, oh, we'll make it easier for them. (laughs) (laughs) So when they speed it up on the local syndication, it'll really go by fast. The others, Mike. Oh, Kate. Not the others. Calvin made it. Lisa. Mike. Uh. Mike. Uh. The dolphins. Cindy. 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 My girl. Cindy. 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 Good girl. You know, I know the first movie ends with it's just Scheider and, and Dreyfus, and they're talking about what day it is, and it's. Mm. One of the greatest, like, brief conversations in film history, so you're not really going to try to repeat it. But if that's the case, then go back on land. Have have Lou Gossett Jr. get his, you know? Like, there's, there's that, there, there isn't that John Hammond moment of, like, God, I fucked up. Like, the entire my lesson. time, yeah. he is just this money-hungry moron, even down to, like... When they're trying to keep this thing in captivity, he doesn't shut down those motors. He should be at his nephew's funeral. Just going through his wallet, <laughs> counting the bills. <laughs> oh, how much is this funeral going to cost me? 
<laughs> but still, he got a good profit. There's no such thing as bad publicity. Yeah, no, I guess that's true. That's another weird thing. I mean, the, yeah, the movie's over with, but there's a weird, like, there is a gang of paparazzo, like, following Lou Gossett Jr. around, like, in anticipation of this park opening up this extension. Like, who cares? Where are these people coming from? Is it that slow of a news day? I mean, it's SeaWorld Town, and that's the news. And the funny <laughs> thing is, when, when these people get trapped in SeaWorld, by the way, they own SeaWorld. In case you're wondering, when you go under into Lucas Jr.'s super experimental sea lab, and the fucking thing goes down, and you have a heart attack, you own Lucas Jr.'s SeaWorld. Oh, yeah. By the way, this is something we, we didn't really mention, but like once you go into this exhibit that is part of the sea lab, where you get to see all the crazy water creatures around you... He actually, Louis Gossett Jr. had installed these like tentacles and things that come like and eels oh, that come yeah. out of the wall. It's like a haunted house. Yeah, yeah it's like a haunted, exactly. Oh, I thought you were talking about the sunken treasure ship. No, 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 it's oh, like a, yeah, a haunted. But like, there's there's layers here, and what I love about that, <laughs> you had all these schoolgirls going down there to check it out because like parks just opened. And it's like these tentacles are like grabbing at them. I was like, what is this? A fucking Japanese cartoon porno? <laughs> Some real seedy anime tentacle porn shit. Yeah, yeah, you're totally right. And it's weird, too. There's a dude who's clearly operating this. Like, there's a camera somewhere, and you can see people walking by because, like, they scream, and, you know, the friends laugh at this one girl. And then you just hear this dude, like, oh, oh, oh thanks for coming to SeaWorld. <laughs> you're just like, what? What are we going for here, <laughs> Lou Gossett Jr.? Nope. Oh, man. And that's... The end of Jaws 3D. Now, here's the question. Is this movie better or worse than Jaws the Revenge? Better. Yeah, I would, I would say it's probably better. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's more fun to watch. I don't, I don't know, but, uh. I think it's better too, but so more fun to watch leads us into, of course, would anybody recommend this movie? Uh, I will, uh, just because, uh, I just have this, I got a soft spot for the early 80s no matter what like uh-huh. the, the hairdos calling people turkey you know if you call, <laughs> if somebody calls somebody else a turkey in a movie I'm totally recommending it no matter what that's a, that's a blanket new rule I just made up Jesus it's, those are some low standards lowest end. it's I just enjoy watching those people walk around like they're people <laughs> but it's Eric. also it's yeah yeah I know I I, I wouldn't um and what I was saying about like the fourth movie, I think Michael Caine's a trade up from Dennis Quaid. And, <laughs> yes, um, still is actually. Yeah, yeah. And I wouldn't. Uh, I don't know. It just didn't uh, do it for me all the way. I mean, the 3D effects are lame. Yeah, there is like, uh, what what characters do we have to really care about? What development is there? Oh, the the brother's got this date. He's he might go to Venezuela undetermined. Like. <laughs> I don't. I, I, it gave me very little to care about. Well, it's interesting. I mean, I I would recommend this movie. Um, but it's funny because you'd think, like, as far as the storytelling goes, they spend so much time building up, like, Sean, the younger brother, is scared of the water. Like, the yeah. whole thing should be he has to face his fear yeah. and get in the water and fucking do something about this shark. But then it's like the character well, goes into the next movie and fucking gets instantly murdered in the first five minutes. Like, it's just a real wasted character. You spend so much time with him at the front end of this movie only to have him just go with Leah Thompson to the fucking movie hospital. And that's the end of it. I mean, I the funny thing is, though, I had more fun watching this movie 
than I did watching Jaws the Revenge. I did as well, yeah. You know, I don't know why. I mean, I think it's probably because, one, you know, I'm a sucker for Lou Gossett Jr. You put Lou Gossett Jr. in your movie, I'm having a good time. Except for that third Left Behind movie where he's the president. They can fucking keep that. <laughs> I'll say that Jaws the Revenge gets a bigger up from me because this movie does not feature Michael Caine seducing widows. <laughs> That's yeah. it, really. Yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the reason why it gets the upper hand. And it doesn't have any magic in this movie, any shark, paranormal shark magic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that's it. That's Jaws 3D. If you want to get a hold of us, you can check out the website, whmpodcast.com. There's more info about the show, including a list of past episodes and all that good stuff. Uh, check out the Facebook page. We're also on Twitter, at whmpodcast. Right into the mailbag, we all hate movies at gmail.com. If you subscribe to the show on iTunes, uh, please rate and review. It helps increase the profile of the show there. I, I want to stress that. Please, yeah. please rate and review. Yeah, if why you, not? If you check out this show, because it, it will really help the show if you do rate and review. Totally. Uh, we're also on Stitcher Radio. You can download the Stitcher app and stream the most recent five episodes of the program on the go. Eric's show, Blame It on Outer Space. The first Wednesday of every month, a new conspiracy theory is brought down in a comedic fashion. Blame it on outerspace.com at BlameSpacePod on Twitter. They're also on Facebook uh, and iTunes and Stitcher where you can get the show as well. Our good buddy Chris Cabin's movie reviews over at the house next door on slant.com. Uh, go there and, and read his filmic musings. Uh, and that's about it. We roll on with more blockbusters next week, so tune back in. Until then, I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Fitter. Eric Siska. Take it easy.